Thanks for checking out the Bridge Podcast. It's not a mistake you found us. We pray God speaks to you today. Check us out Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, go to sfbridge.org. God, the way that we've been trained to, or the way religion taught us to see God, or even when we read Scripture, we read it with our subjective mind because of the way our story goes. Anyone here have a different story than mine? Anybody been preaching about sharing your story the last few weeks? Okay. Every single person here has a different story. And that's what makes us all different. And yet God shows up and he says, you know what? I would have given my life for him. I would have given my life for her. That's the God in whom we serve. And I just want you to, I want you to see that demonstrated today. You know? For me, um, for me, receiving love was really difficult. Not just because I'm a guy, but receiving love, I felt like it was something that had to be earned. I felt like, man, I want God's love, but I got, what do I got to do, Lord? What, do, you know, God, what? And, and these are the conversations I have with God. You know, just letting you into my life a little bit. I'll have these conversations. I'll say, God, I want you to show up and show up at the church. God, I don't know why we're not 700 people by now. I don't know, Lord. But I said, you know, God, I'm going to serve you. God, I don't know what you're doing in and through us, but I want to see you move. I want to see you move in power. I want to see you move in might. And I want to see your love demonstrated in my life. That's what I desire. And then there's nothing wrong with that prayer, but then I get into this part and I go, God, what do I have to do? Anybody relating to that this morning? What do I have to do, Lord? And God goes, nothing. And I'm like, I'm an American, man. It's all consumerism for me, man. You know, Taco Bell, if it ain't three minutes, man, I'm driving away. God, give it to me now. And God's going, just wait. Wait, my son, wait, my child. He's going, I love you right where you're at. We get so focused on allowing God to love us where we're supposed to be eventually that we miss out that he loves us right where we're at right now. Right now. Can I hear a good amen this morning? Come on, somebody. God loves you, so let him. Let him love you. Psalm 37.4, it says this, and I'm sorry, I don't have some of this on the screen. Um, God just kind of revamped my message a little bit this morning. I believe this is what you're supposed to hear, so sue me. Um, Psalm 37, 4 says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. It doesn't say you got to be perfect. It doesn't say, oh God, I got to get this habitual sin that I can't figure out done with and then you'll bless me. Oh God, I got to, I got to figure this out. I'm not good enough to share my story, man. I'm not going to be a great testimony. Somebody needs to kick you. I will do it. <laughs> Pastor, kick me after church. Absolutely. Let's do it. I just want you to know this morning. I just, just hear my heart for a moment. I, I was bragging on you this week, man. I, I saw some pastors. They're they killing it. They're doing great with their congregations. And, and then I heard like horror stories of some congregations, you know, and I'm going, I'm so blessed. And just with the people within this congregation, so many of you I know, so many of you I want to get to know, so many I've met this morning for the first time. And, and, and that's the church we are. It's the church we've always been. And I just want to say I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for not giving up. Some of you even helped us launch this sucker, man. You're still going. You're still like, we got this. We're taking the hill. And some of you are like, I'm here. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm, I'm along for the ride. And some of you are going, I just want to receive God's love. I want to figure this out. Today's your day. Let him speak to you the love that he has for you. God loves you. Now let him. Can I hear an amen? I love you. Okay? I, I'm trying to look at every single person. I can't see everybody, but I love you. I want you to know that. I love you. I accept you. Right where you're at. Well, I'm not good enough to be prepared. 
I don't tithe, so I don't know that Pastor Chris is going to go out for lunch with me. doesn't work that way. I don't care if you tithe. That's God's issue. That's not my issue. I don't care if you serve. I, do I want you to serve and tithe? Of course. But I go, you know what? I just love you right where you're at. And I want you to hear that this morning because some of you have never heard it before. God loves you. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. No, you don't. I don't think we understand. You know, there's one of my favorite verses in Revelation chapter 4, and it's the elders, and they're bowing down. They're worshiping like we did this morning. Anybody been in a worship service where it just keeps going and going? It's like, you know, hours long, and you're going, feels like five minutes. I don't know what happened. Those are like incredible times. And it says the elders constantly bowed down and worshiped, and they said, to him who is the Lord, to receive honor and glory and power forever and ever. Amen. And they keep saying it over and over. To him who receives glory and honor. They sing it over and over, and they bow down to him over and over. Can I be really real? I'm like, if that's heaven, man, that sounds boring. Hey, if you're Christian, it's okay to laugh. This is, okay, it's, really, is that, should I laugh at that? Should I not laugh at that? Even parts of the Bible are better than the others, okay? I'm sorry, it's all good. But, the, you know, you get through Numbers and Leviticus and Deuteronomy, I just like, yeah, all right. Makes me have a, want to have a Judas moment sometimes. But, uh, um, you know, forget God, I'm done. You know, so-and-so, we got so-and-so, we got so-and-so, we got so-and-so, we got so-and-so. Really, God? I know. Like, like, what does it mean? Some of us don't know how to let him love us. I think that's what he wants to do today. I really believe that. I've been praying all week for you. And here's what I want to say. I was bragging on you. I was bragging on you, man. And Derek was bragging on you. or bragging about everybody at the conference with you. There's 7,000 pastors at this conference. It was crazy. Just, just crazy. And, and one of the things that was so cool, and I want to brag on Derek for a moment. He's not in here, so we're going to brag on Derek, okay? Anyone here love your associate pastor, Derek? He's, he's awesome. Derek, when you watch this, we love you. At least half the people in here do that clap. So just know that. Um, we, uh, those of you that don't know him, you will love him. You have to. You, you just have to love him. But that's how God is. He just has to love us. Anyway, um, so Derek and I, when we met a year ago, uh, we started talking and I said, man, for me, it's all about the lost. It's all about the person that doesn't know Jesus. I said, everything I do, man, I want my life to be a living testimony, a walking testimony. And I said, that's what it is. And he's like, oh, that's, that's different. That's not, you know, normal for me. Like, I'm just used to us taking care of who's there kind of thing is what he came from. And I said, that's not us. I said, well, there's always room for one more. There's always room for a bigger family. There's always room for, you know, uh, one of the things somebody said at the conference this week, they said, the only way that you can multiply is through connectedness. You'll get there. Um, Somebody got it. Um, boom, chicka, wah, wah. Um, the rest of you got there with me. Derek loves kids, man. Loves youth, loves kids. But I saw him come alive this week. I saw Derek become who I think he is meant to be. And look, I'm just picking on him, right? It's fun to pick on somebody, you know, behind their back. I love this. And uh, Derek, we get on the plane. And we had, you know, it was messy with the weather getting out of here. And uh, I know y'all feel really bad for us. And um, on one of the planes we were on, small plane, they're like basically sit wherever. And, and so I sat down and, and Derek was already sitting down and this uh, business lady sat down next to him. And if you were here last week, I told you about my plane story where I sat down next to some guy and we started talking. Derek's sitting next to this lady. And I hear Derek like start talking to her. This is not like Derek. And I'm going, Hey, they have a comp- they're like besties by the end of this flight. And I'm going, dude, what is up? He's like, man, it just works when you share people your story. I, was, I know it works. He's like, don't preach on that again. You know, like, it's like I had to live it out, man. So Friday was our last day down there. And we go to lunch. And we're sitting at this uh, really, really bad place. Yeah, really bad. And I uh, just want to tell you about the food. 
And, and while we're sitting there having lunch together, this lady comes over and brings us these nachos. I wish I had a picture for you. This nacho, it was like a mile high. Like I think him and I had 10 nachos. It didn't even look like we touched the thing. Anyway, she leans over with her hand, and on her hand is this uh, tattoo, and it says Psalm 37.4. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he gives you the desires of your heart. And then next to it, it has Elohim. And, and I said, tell me about it. And so here's what's interesting. We share our stories, but the way fire spreads is we also have to listen to people's stories. And so I stopped, and I just listened to hers. And she started sharing. And she's like, I was, you know, I'm assuming she was abused as a kid. And she said, God has gotten a hold of me. And she said, I was searching for who the true God was. And she says, Elohim, and if you don't know Hebrew, don't worry about it. But Hebrew is, uh, or Elohim is Hebrew for many gods, yet it's the name for God. And really what it represents is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, but it really represents the nurturing Father in the Hebrew language. Well, she starts talking about this, and she says, like, she's not even worried about her other tables. You know, she's just like, somebody wants to hear my story. And she just shared. She was in tears by the end of it. And at first, I'll be very real with you, Derek and I, at first when she came to our table, we thought she was a crackhead. Like, I was she had dreads and like, just, you know. But I realized she had been hurt. And she said, you know what? I've realized that the true God is Elohim. She shared her testimony and I said, don't give up sharing that. And it was just so cool to see that come together this weekend. Some of you here have never had a father tell you he's loved you. Some of you don't trust to even read that. Some of you say Psalm 37, 4, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Or excuse me. Take the light in the Lord, and it gives you the desires of your heart. Some of us, that we, be, like, we believe it up here, but not here. And can I just say this? You know what the distance is between heaven and hell? It's 18 inches. If you get that, say yeah. Let Jesus call you to life today. Let him call you to life today. You willing to do that? Are you willing to let him just call you to life Let him call you to life. Let's pray. God, you know the areas in our life. You know the areas in my life. You know the areas in every person's life here that just need need you to speak them into life, to speak them into being. Lord, some of us have been so broken down by people. Some of us have had our dreams crushed. Some of us have had things that have happened in our life that you never intended. And then Christians go around and say, well, that was God's will. And we're going, God, really, that's your will? How am I supposed to love you? Lord, it's your will to make it good. So I pray this morning that you take our situation, you take the hurt, you take the frustration, you take right where we're at and you love us and you allow us to love us. I pray right now, God, for the remainder of this message, this day and this week, that you give us opportunities, God, to receive your fire, to receive what you have for us, to let you love us in a whole new way. God, anyone here who has not experienced your love or anyone watching online or listening, God, I just pray right now that they would hear and understand and comprehend for the first time just a glimpse of the absolute, complete adoration, appreciation, and affection of your love that you have for every single one of us. Would we never forget it from this day forward, God? I thank you, and I'm grateful. I'm going to pray this in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. A few years ago, uh, that wasn't even my message. We're going to jump in a little bit this morning, okay? Um, A few years ago, I did quite a few, man. It's like 20 years. Anyone else still feel like they're 16? Come on, somebody. Thank you. Thank you. God, man, seriously, we were talking like we've known each other longer than we haven't. 
It's crazy. I'm talking to my wife, by the way. And uh, <laughs> um, I did door-to-door sales for two years. And uh, it's about as close to hell as I've ever gotten. And while I was doing door-to-door sales, there was this guy. Some of you know this story. I, I haven't shared this with, with you guys. But um, this guy says, man, let, let's go. And we did door knocking, you know. And we're knocking on doors, which my wife was like, we're starting a church. I'm not door knocking. So we're not, you know, we're not, don't worry. It's all good. We door knocked once, but that was it. And uh, I don't know if you came with us. No. And we're going door to door, and we get up to this old lady's house. And I mean, like, like I'm ready to do a funeral service because she looks like she's about to just fall on the floor dead. And we're at the door, and uh, she invites us in. She's like, oh, come on in, you boys. Come on in, you know. And anybody have a, a relative like this where they could be dying their leg could be chopped off and they're still going to try to like feed you stuffing at Thanksgiving, okay? If you don't, you're that relative. And so, you know, here we are at her door and she's like, come on in. And she's got lemonade and I love old ladies, but anybody just a little skeptical of what's in that lemonade? Yeah, you are. And, and so I go in and it's lemonade on the rocks and uh, we sit down and she, she says, hey, I, I want to tell you about something. And she starts telling her story. And she says, I just want to tell you about Jesus. And, and this is that. And I'm like, I, I'm a new Christian. So I'm just like, oh, I'm just a sponge. Oh, this is so cool. Like this lady's kind of weird, but kind of normal. I'm, I'm loving it. And no one's met a Christian like that, I'm sure. And so I'm just like, all right, tell me about it. And, and then the other guy that I'm sitting next to, he's like sitting like this, like, like just scared to death. Like, what is happening? Are we in some weird, like, what's going on here? And, and uh, and so she starts sharing Jesus. She said, would either of you like to accept Jesus today? And I'm like, I already have. I'm good. And, and the other guy goes, yes, I would. And uh, I'm like, really? Like, it's that simple? I'm like, man, sharing your story and, and of doing evangelism, that's so simple. And so she prays for him, and he says yes to Jesus. And, and, and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. This is so cool. And, and I'm just like praising God. I'm excited. And my skepticism went out the door for about three minutes. And, and then three minutes later, we walk outside the door. And I asked him, I said, hey, can I just t- ask you about something? I said, we're in with, you know, the lady. She asked to pray. And you said yes to Jesus. I said, you don't even know I was a Christian. You know, I just met the guy. And then he said, and then he said something that was like just heart-wrenching. He said, well, I did that because then I thought she'd actually buy something from me. And, I, and so I, I didn't give up. So I said to him, I said, you know what? No, no, nobody judged me here. I said, I said to him, I said, well, you said yes to Jesus. And he's like, what do you mean? I said, once you say yes, man, you ain't going back. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, really? I said, huh? And he, I said, so why don't we grab a Bible and we'll look at it. He's like, okay, maybe. <laughs> you know, like he's scared to death. Never saw him again the rest of my life, but I just thought, who knows? Maybe he's leading a church someday. I don't know. But I just want to say this, man. God's going to give you opportunities to share the story that he's given you. The problem with that, there was no connectivity. Okay? There was no relationship. You know, if you go today and you're checking out and you're talking to the, you know, the waitress or the cashier, unless the Holy Spirit almost talks audibly to you to speak to them about Jesus, ask them about their day. Ask them about their story. Pray for them. Don't get all crazy weird, okay? Crazy weird doesn't work. Trust me, I don't like crazy, I don't do crazy weird. I do real relationships. I'm not, you know, can we just speak to Minnesota for a second? How many know, like, we're Minnesota, what? Nice. Minnesota nice, right? Minnesota nice. Can I just tell you, I hate that. I hate it. You know why? 
all it glorifies is passive aggressiveness. Can I hear a good amen this morning? Am I preaching to anybody this morning? Because here's the deal. I, just tell me how it is. Just, just tell me how it is. Oh, just don't hurt your feelings. You already did, bro. Like, just, just tell me. And so I believe when we share our stories, tell them what God has done with you. Don't just say, well, I know about something that you might like to know. What? That's passive. Man, Jesus loves you right where you're at. Be honest. Be real. Be real with them. Practice what you preach, man. Derek and I got a chance to do that. We got to live that out this last week. Here's what I want to really focus in on the next few minutes. We might get done a little early today. No one ever said that was a negative thing, getting done early at church. Amen. (laughs) Or late, somebody said. Who said that? All right. Give you that 10 bucks later. Thanks. I agree, though. Where are we going as a church? We've been talking individually. We've been talking about that. But church, if we're not connected relationally, then we're all just sporadic parts, okay? We're like, got too many arms and, you know, not enough elbows. And the Bible says we're one body, many different parts. And so we've got to make sure that we're operating the church that God has given us and functioning in the way that he's called us to be. Um, So where are we going? I want to say this. And I've shared with you uh, a lot of my heart. And uh, for whatever reason, God thought it was funny for me to be a pastor and me to be transparent and everybody get to hear my crap. So here you go. Um, love you, Lord. On, uh, on one side, and I've shared this with you very recently, so some of you remember this, um, but just to get you all on the same page, we have settlers and we have pioneers. And uh, we have people that like, are just content with anything, okay? I'm married to one. She's content with anything. You know, last night we went on a date. How long did it take us to figure out where we were going to go? I don't know. Like, till we got there? <laughs> you know? <laughs> what are we going to do? I don't know. We ended up walking around Menards. You know? Woo! Date night! Poor Derek. He's back there. He doesn't have a clue what's ahead. And uh, it was a great night, though. We had Culver's, kids' meals. Come on, man. And, and uh, my wife's just content. I, I'm not naturally that way. I'm like, we got to go. We got to go. We got to get the next thing. We got to go. I'm just like, just... Vision just sleeps up. Like, I'm up at night going, what's the next thing for the church? What can we do? How can we pray? What do people need? How can we relate? How can we? I mean, it's just, you can ask my wife, all right? It, it like, does not, I have to, like, just stop it up here. And I do that two ways, baseball and friends on Netflix. And then on this side, we've got pioneers, all right? And pioneers are right here. We got to go. What's the next thing? And so what I've had to learn is wherever we are at to wherever we're called to be, however long that distance is, is the level of my frustration and that's not godly, because what it has to be is we have to live in contentness, but never settle. I've never settled. Some of you here, though, have. Now, I'm not mad at you, but I want you to be challenged this morning to realize, don't just settle. Don't just say, hey, we got the ground, we got the land, we're good, we're, 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 we're moving right along, everything is great, you know, we got a great youth pastor, we got a great building, things are, you know, we got great teams, we, you know, offerings gone up in the last... If we focus on that, we, mix, we miss the next. And so I want to just give you a few things this morning that I believe are pertinent to what God has for us. Very practical and some spiritual. If that's okay with you, can you just say yeah? Awesome. For everybody else, thank you for participating. I was praying, and, and one thing that came to me recently was, was this saying. And if you don't get anything else out of it this morning, just remember this. Christian, think about this. Just, just, this is it, like right now. Um, Actually, I'm going to give you a precursor. Cliff, cliffhanger! I hate cliffhanger. 
Remember Moses, the burning bush? Remember that story? Here's what it says. You know, God starts talking to him. He sees this bush, and there's something different about it. He's in the desert. Bushes start on fire all the time in the desert. But he sees one, and he's like, oh, like, what's going on? And so he stops, and he looks at this bush. That was a little mermaid reference there. Caught it. Exodus chapter 3, verse 3. So Moses thought, again, I don't have this on the screen. The next ones I do. I will go over and see this strange sight. Why doesn't the bush burn up? Okay. The bush was not being consumed. Chris, here's, here it is, right here, okay? This to me is like just meat and potatoes for today. Christianity is not meant to be consumed. It's meant to spread. I, I want you to hold on to that. I want you to, whatever, just like tattoo that. Come next week. I mean, seriously. Christianity is not meant to be consumed. It's meant to spread. Think of that in our series, Pyromaniacs. If a fire doesn't have anything to ignite, it goes out. Okay? What was keeping that bush alive in the desert? It wasn't the material. It wasn't the what? It was God. That was the only thing that was keeping that bush from burning up. God will not let his church be consumed, but he will continue to allow the church of today, the local church, to be the hope of the world. Without us, the gospel doesn't spread. You are the hope of the world. Did you catch that this morning? Anybody getting that this morning? How about this side? All right. Okay. We're the hope of the world. Thank you. I love the articulate. Yes. Okay. Now, let me share with you a couple things that are from my heart. Because a lot of you hear me talk about church growth. A lot of you hear us talk about what's next. And sometimes we go, well, pastor, you're all about reaching the lost, but what about me? There's a balance between being fed and then feeding the one that has never had a meal. We've had a meal. We know how good it tastes. We want more of that meal. But we need to offer a meal to someone that doesn't know how good God is. And so we have to be willing to go out on a limb and say, you know what, Pastor, what is it that I can do? How can I reach out? How can I share my story? How can I be the church? How can I be the church? Okay, be who God has called you to be. Share your story. Ask for others, you know, about their story to share with you. So when we talk about growing the church, I want you to get this this morning. We're not trying to grow a big church, but a healthy one. I want a healthy church. Some of you that go, man, I just want to be discipled. I want, I want to know more about Jesus. I want to learn more. You know, I want to dig into theology. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. That's great. But if we do that on the account of missing the lost, I can tell you what, I don't want to be standing next to Jesus at that day. I don't. I don't. I want to get up there and God say, you know what? Every single person, this was Derek and I's prayer this week, every single person that the bridge was supposed to reach, you did. We don't know who that is. We don't know how big that is, how little that is. That doesn't matter. But if we're obedient to what God has done, that's success, isn't it, in the church? Come on, somebody. You with me this morning? Acts chapter 2, verse 41 through 47. Here's a healthy church model. 2,000 years old and it still works today. You know what's really cool too? What's so cool is scientists are actually finding what the Bible already said years ago. I love that. All right, here we go. Acts chapter 2, verse 41, 47. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. I'd say that's a pretty good day at church. I don't know about you. Peter's first message, never preached one in his life. They didn't prepare. 3,000 come to the Lord after the first message in the Bible. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship that's hanging out, to the breaking of bread and prayer, that's communion, praying, it's all the elements of faith, 
Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Connectedness creates multiplicity. You see that. They sold property. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to who? Who? Well, not just the Christian? Wait a second. Anyone? You mean the one that we don't want to reach? Yeah. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. What were they doing? They were having church, weren't they? Every day. That's like doing this every single day. <laughs> I'm, I'm too busy for that. I can't do that. You know? That's why service is one hour here. Respect your time. But at the same time, we've got to get God his, right? Every day they continue to meet together in the temple courts. They're having church. They broke bread in their homes and ate together. That's small groups right there with glad and sincere hearts. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number those who were de- being saved. That's the model. That's the model. We have big church, then we've got to have a little church. We've got to connect with people, man. I'll tell you what, it's so cool. We have a group of young adults that we found out, we learned about recently. They're all hanging out outside of church together. This whole group, man. It's awesome. I'm sure there's room for more, you know? And I think, man, how cool is that, that that's happening? You know how? Because they started connecting relationally. Start connecting with, fine. Man, you should be finding your friends within church because you will become those in whom you hang around with. Who do you want to hang around with? Last couple things. The church is a battleship. It's not a cruise ship. It's a battleship. There's spiritual warfare that happens all the time. There's prayer. You know, there's, there's this time where we're fighting to take the gates of hell. We're fighting for it. It's not an easy, oh, yeah, hallelujah, man, everything's great. No, this is a fight that we're after. It's not just, I'm good, let's get our drinks and go cash in. It's not it. Now, there's nothing wrong with the cruise ship. Don't get me wrong. Cruise ships are great. Here's what it says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. It's not against the city of now then for making us put a parking lot in. It's not against the, the people who we've been talking to about the land in St. Francis that I so desperately want for us because I want to build a new building in the youth center. I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. It's not about those people. It's about the enemy don't like you. He don't like you at all. And the moment you start doing something for God, you're going to get discouraged. You know why? Because the enemy hates you. You're like, I'm stepping up for the Lord. And the enemy's like, oh, no, you ain't. You just tell him to go to hell where he belongs, okay? That's where he goes. That's where he belongs. Think of it this way. It's a battleship, not a cruise ship. In other words, think of this like this. If some of you have grown up in a church where, man, it's just, it's just us hanging out until we die. Just take me now, Lord. <laughs> really? But think about this. I think what happens is we've settled, some of us, and we get into our comfort zone. We get into this place where we're like, I'm good. I'm content. I'm, I'm good. It's not messy. Church is supposed to be messy. You know why? There's people involved. <laughs> okay? And uh, I look at it like this. Where is a ship the safest? A ship the safest is in harbor. Was a ship intended for that harbor? Where was the ship intended for? To go. To go. If you're with me, say yeah. I think this is good stuff today. I'm just saying, okay? One person agreed. Um, so let me give you some practical, real practical things that I see for our church. Can I do that? A little different than normal? If that's okay with you, say, of course. 
I just had to change it up. You're getting tired of saying, yeah. Here's the practical. Pray with me for land and a building back in St. Francis. You know the longest two minutes for me is the drive from outside of St. Francis to this building? That's the longest drive for me. You know why? Because my heart keeps pulling back there. And it keeps going. There's a community and a, a school district and uh, a bunch of people that need to know their love. And they're here too. I'm not saying it's not the case. My heart is there. Every single one of you know that, or at least you do now. I've been praying for that. You know, there's some zoning issues. There are, uh, there's land we've actually offered on in town. Uh, we've been told no twice. We've been, we're still talking to the realtors. I'm praying. I'm, I'm asking you to pray. Pray for the impossible. Because if it wasn't an impossible, then it's not a God-sized dream because we could do it without him. I want everybody to look at the lights right now. I want you to look at the lights we all have come to hate. Those six lights where you're either needing to bring sunglasses to Sunday morning or you're like, honey, get me a spot where it's out of the light so I'm in the shade. I'm not naive, okay? I'm here every day, <laughs> okay? We want to fix the lights. We had a bid come in. We said, our lights suck, man. Like, we want to fix them. I say suck from the public. And, uh, and uh, I said, how much would it cost? And they're like, about 10 grand. And uh, we want to do that, but we want to be a good store. We have to do the parking lot first. And so we're putting our time and our energy into that. As soon as that's done, we want to get this to a place where it's not like, ooh, 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 okay, you know? Um, we see that. One of my favorite places about this building, and please sense the sarcasm, is our hallway in the back. <laughs> I've never felt so close to people. We want to widen that. That's a plan after, and we want to remodel the entire kids' wing. We want that to be bigger for our K through fifth. If kids and youth are not the focus of this church, we're done. It has to be the focus. Um, some of you want a coffee bar. I'll just leave that there. Um, we want to do that. I don't drink coffee, but it's cool. It's whatever. Um, one of the reasons we want a building back in St. Francis is we want to have a place right now because all the teenagers, you know what's happening after school every single day? I know some of you do. They go, they, they're looking for a place of acceptance. You know, McDonald's used to have in their lobby, it said two-hour wait. You know, two hours you could loiter or whatever. Now it's down to 30 minutes in there. And I'm going, what if they had a place where we just said, as long as we're here, you can be here. They're not going to come here. Come on, yeah, yeah. We all have to be part of that. We want to plant a church. We almost have $30,000 in an account set aside to plant a church. You know what we're waiting on? It's so true. I never saw it until now. The harvest is plentiful. You know the rest say it with me. The workers are few. You know how hard it is to find somebody dumb enough to plant a church? You put your line on the life, man. I saw 7,000 of those this week. So if you, if God's speaking to you, you've got to talk to me. If you want to get behind you, maybe you're here. I don't know. Um, we've been praying. Pray for that leader. Ephesians 4, 11 and 12, it says, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers to equip his people for works of service 
so that the body of Christ may be built up. It's, it's not about me. It's not about Derek. It's not even about you. It's about all of us working together to see what God can do and accomplish in and through this church tonight. You're a good amen. This has been a podcast of The Bridge Church. Have a great week. Stop in Sunday sometime and visit. If you would like to give, you can do so online at sfbridge.org. Have a great week.